0: Welcome to the Apostolic Keynote Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church. This message is by Colin Urquhart. Well, I had a great time in Nice. It's so the third time I've been there in the last three years. Each time there seems to be a greater level of faith and more freedom of the Spirit. Two, uh, I mean, as you know, God was doing so much in so many people, but two things that were... Just showed that had the hand of God in a a very special way. Uh, The church where the main meetings were taking place is a bilingual church, so they actually have a number of translators. And uh, one of the translators uh, was uh, (coughs) present on the, the first night when. I talked about the blood. You know the message about the blood and all that God has done through us through the blood. It was a very powerful evening. When he got home, he discovered that his four-year-old child, I think it was a daughter, but his four-year-old child, uh, who had just come out with all the spots of chicken pox, During the course of the evening, began to praise Jesus for his blood. Now, she had no idea, of course, of what was going on in the main meeting. And never before had her mother ever heard her say anything like this. She was just praising Jesus for the victory of his blood. So when the translator, the man got home, the father got home, he was told all about this. The following morning, the child woke up completely free, no spots, no chicken pox. And the neat thing about it, you see, is I was showing how God always communicates to us by the spirit. Not through the soul or the body, but by the spirit. And this is, just shows you how the kingdom of God actually operates. Because there was no connection, except perhaps the father praying for, her, for his child at the meeting. I don't know whether he did that. When he gave testimony the following morning, he didn't, he didn't say that. But there is this sort of spiritual connection that takes place in the things of the kingdom. And so God was communicating to the spirit of that child. Didn't just cleanse her of the chicken pox, but actually communicated, and she was praising Jesus for the blood. I think that's a wonderful confirmation, really, sort of the power of the blood and how much God wants us to emphasize and focus on the blood. You've heard me say before that in times of revival, people are always singing about the blood, praising God about the blood. You'll find, if you look at the old revival hymns, they're all about the blood on the cross. The other lovely thing is there was a, a 30-year-old lady, young single lady, 30 is young to me, uh, and um, she came to, she, she was at the leaders' meeting on the Saturday, and uh, she was actually happened to be sitting on the same table. It was, uh, everybody was sitting around tables like we do at our leaders' meetings. So I, she was sort of right in front of me when I was preaching, and I could see that God was touching her very deeply. So the following day she comes to the uh, evening meeting and um, she was sitting with some friends towards the back and the Spirit of God spoke to her and said, move and go and sit in the front row on that corner seat by one of the aisles. So she obeyed and she did that. Meanwhile, the Lord was speaking to me. I was just getting ready for the start of the meeting. And the Lord said, you see that that woman there? I want you to lay your hands on her while you preach. And you know that sometimes I don't actually pray for the person. I'm just preaching and I lay my hands on someone and the power of God just hits them and they get healed. And, uh, of course, she didn't know anything about this. So I'm... Preaching and in, in somewhere in the middle of the message, I just go and lay my hands upon her, and the power of God just hit her, and she began to weep and so on and all the rest. And and I was just preaching; I wasn't even talking about healing. And I just stopped and said, "God's healed you, hasn't He?" She was just nodding, "Yes, yes, yes." You see, God has communicated all his life and power to us by the Spirit. And what he wants in all of us is an outlet. You see, and I was actually preaching about that at the time, that, that God put so much into us so that it will pour out of us. So I didn't actually need to pray for that lady, but she explained to me afterwards that God touched the previous day on a very deep need that there had been for several years in her life. And what he did on the following day was to deal with that need. So, you know, when there's a few hundred people around and you know God is doing all kinds of stuff, it's great just to have these personal testimonies, just to see how the Spirit of God, is just engineering everything, you know, getting... Her to sit on that particular chair. Not knowing what was going to happen. You're all very quiet this morning. What's the matter with you? Isn't it good? Don't you praise the Lord for that? A life transformed. But this is how the spirit operates. And you see, all you guys are going out on placement now. This is what you are to expect. This is what you are to expect. The Holy Spirit is going to go with you because you can't leave him behind. And he's ready to operate, not just through you, but in the situation. If you listen to his voice, listen to the way he leads you, he will cause all kinds of things to happen. And all you have to do is just obey the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's not you, it's Christ in you. And if you're confident about the power of Christ in you, then you can be sure that the life of Christ will pour out of you. And people are going to be blessed. Amen? We don't have to have the right words and the right powers. We just have to have the faith to believe that because God has given us the fullness of his life... That life is too good to keep to ourselves. So that life is going to pour out, touch the lives of other people. God is going to do things like that like that little girl. Expect supernatural, spiritual things to be happening, even though you don't feel any personal contact, you're not personally involved. I wasn't personally involved in that incident at all. It was God... But this is, what we, this is what we want to anticipate all the time, that we're seeing, sensing, having witness of, testimony about these supernatural things. Because God is supernatural. Things like this are supposed to be happening all the time. They're not uh, unusual, but they, they, they need to be the norm. This is what God expects among his people because you are a supernatural people. With the supernatural life of the supernatural God living within you. You know that and you see see God using you in ways like this. But when you go on placement, go with this expectation. That supernatural things are going to happen because you have the supernatural power of the supernatural spirit in your supernatural life. Amen? Your, your life is the natural and Jesus is the super. You have an extraordinary life. You are ordinary, but Jesus is the extra. And that makes you extraordinary. Turn to Luke chapter 17. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 20. Once having been asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, The kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation. Nor will people say, here it is or there it is. Because the kingdom of God is within you. Ah, that's better. Now, God has shown us in these last few months... The importance of distinguishing between his sovereign will, what he wants, and his permissive will, what he allows. And I've explained to you that sovereign means to reign alone, to be the one who is solely reigning, just that person. So the sovereign will of God is expressed, is outworked where Jesus Christ rules and reigns. So the kingdom of God, the rule of God, the reign of God is within you to enable the sovereign will of God to be outworked in your life. And so Jesus is saying, you don't go looking for the kingdom. You know, the kind of people that spend all their lives going through the book of Revelation trying to work out when Jesus is going to come again and they all get it wrong because nobody knows, not even Jesus himself. According to scripture, it's a complete waste of your life to do that kind of thing. But instead of trying to look with careful observation, when is the kingdom going to come in all its fullness? Jesus says, no, 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 don't get into nonsense like that because the kingdom is within you. The kingdom is already within you. Yes, it will come in its fullness when Jesus Christ comes again. At that time, the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Christ, but not until then. At that time, every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord because everybody will see him for who he really is. But meanwhile, God has a faithful remnant in terms of the percentage of the population, a small number of people in whom the kingdom of God has already been placed. And you know that in many of the parables that Jesus taught He speaks of the kingdom as seed and of course that seed has to be watered watered with the Holy Spirit and contained in the seed is the whole plant is the tree and all the fruit that will come from that tree but of course the seed doesn't produce fruit until it is planted so God has taken that seed of the kingdom and planted it in you and within that seed and and what is developing from that seed is all the future fruitfulness that there will be in your life. It will all come from the life of the kingdom that God has put within you. And of course this Holy Spirit with whom God has watered that seed he is the one who will enable that sovereign will God's kingdom will to be outworked in your life. The sad thing is there are so many people in the churches, their focus is on the church. Church services, church meetings, church appointments, church offices, church this, church that. And they don't have a kingdom mentality. Now what God has been teaching you to have over these months is a kingdom mentality, to think kingdom, to, to... expect there to be manifestation of the kingdom. See, just those two little incidents, I mean, uh, they are little things really, but the child being healed like that. But uh, the thing I liked is the way the Holy Spirit just got that child to praise Jesus for the blood. I mean, that's a work of the Spirit. And and, and God can do that. You know, there was uh, one year, many, many years ago now, um... I went off on holiday and my children were very small and um, uh, we all slept together in this caravan, so it was very close fellowship. But on the morning that we were leaving for the holiday, I received a letter offering me what would have been a very, very good job. Uh, as a pastor and uh, of course we were in the middle of of the revival that was happening in Luton and and I got this uh, invitation and I had to make a a decision and I knew it was going to be a very, very important decision whether just to stay where I was and see the outworking of that or whether to whether this other appointment would open up a whole new vista of, of opportunities. And it was very difficult in, you know, when there's five of you just in a caravan to get much quiet time. So I, when everybody else was asleep, I was just lying there praying. Uh, and I just said, said to the Lord... I, I need a very clear, definitive answer. Should I go to this very attractive offer of a job, it was overseas, or stay here? My youngest daughter, who was I think, was about two at the time, turned over in her sleep and said, "England." and that was it thank you Jesus the decision is made because <laughs> of course she knew nothing about this the children knew absolutely nothing about this only my, uh, only my wife so you see you, we can expect God to work through little children can't we yes. he can speak to them the voice of the spirit can come to us through little kids because we have to receive the kingdom like little children <laughs> hallelujah and expect the the life and the power of God to, to be revealed through them as well as through us. So, the kingdom of God, this rule and the reign of God is within us so that God can express his sovereign will and reign through us. And in that kingdom... In that seed is the total life, all the love, the power, the authority of the kingdom. Nothing is lacking. You see, when you put a seed into the ground, nothing is added to the seed to produce the plant. All it needs is the right conditions. But the plant or the tree even, you want an oak tree, All you do is plant the acorn. Within the acorn is the oak tree that may be hundreds of years old and produce thousands and thousands and thousands of acorns. Much, much fruit. But praise God. He has put that kingdom within you. And he wants that kingdom to grow and to keep growing And the more it grows, the more fruit there will be in your life. And people will see that fruit. More important, they will receive the benefit of that fruit. Those people will become the fruit, because the fruit really are people. Not things that happen, but people whose lives get impacted and blessed. So you are going to be a blessing. And that's what you need to remember as you go out on your placement. You go to be a blessing. You're a blessing to the pastor, to the leaders. You're not the judge of the pastor and the leaders. You won't look at what's going on in that church and say, oh, look, this isn't, this isn't how we do things in Kingdom Faith. You know, as if you are the answer to every need in that church. I'll just remind you that Jesus is the answer to every need in that church, not you. So you're not going there to judge or anything. You're going there to be a blessing. You're going there to be a blessing to people, to use every opportunity that God gives you for that sovereign will of God to be expressed in your life and through your life so that his life and his love and his power, his healing or whatever, whatever aspect of the kingdom is appropriate at that moment will touch the lives of other people. Hallelujah! Now, one of these parables of the kingdom that Jesus used is likening it to yeast that works through the whole lump of dough. You know when you make bread, you only need a tiny little bit of yeast. But the yeast is the active agent and as you what is called prove the bread as 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 it rests in a, a warm place the power of that yeast works through the whole dough and causes the whole lump to rise and then of course you put it in the oven and bake it jesus says the kingdom is like that yeast and he wants that sovereign will that that life that Power, that authority, that love of the kingdom to work through the whole lump of dough of your life. So, He wants that life of the kingdom to impact the aspects of your soul and even your body to be evident in what you say and what you do. The kingdom within you. This is what Jesus is emphasizing to the disciples. the fruit that is produced is always the fruit that lasts when it's the life of the kingdom that is being actually revealed or manifested and this is what glorifies the father that we bear much fruit that lasts it's not the things that we do in our own strength that pass away you know the wood hay stubble that get burnt up by the fire but these works of the kingdom these works of the spirit of God within us are the silver, gold, and precious stones that can withstand the testing by fire. These are the things that will have eternal consequences in the lives of other people. Hallelujah. It's just so good to know that you're absolute rubbish yourself. You know, you, you can't do anything. As Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And yet, that doesn't matter because of the one you have living in you because the kingdom is within you and, and you know God has chosen the weak and the foolish but to confound the wisdom of the wise and, and you know well it's not me, I can't do anything, I feel so inadequate, that's good. When you feel inadequate in a situation, that's a good sign. It's not a bad sign. The people that don't feel inadequate are the proud ones who then go charging ahead in their own strength. But if you, if you feel inadequate in yourself, what are you going to do? You're going to put your trust in Jesus. What you don't do is think that because you're inadequate, God can't do anything. That's what the devil wants you to believe, but you're not listening to the devil. You're listening to God. And he says, of course, you of yourself can do nothing. Remember, even Jesus said, of myself I can do nothing. Because he recognized that if he was just to do things in a soulish way, actually that would be sin. It would not be fulfilling the will of his Father and therefore there would be no salvation for anyone. So Jesus is not doing anything in his own human strength but always in dependence upon the Father. And you know that because I'm quoting over and over again, I haven't come to do my own will but the will of him who sent me. I speak no words of my own, only the words my Father gives me to speak. I can do nothing of myself. I do only the things I see my Father doing. This is Jesus. And if that's true of Jesus, it's true of us. Amen? So, you know, go with the expectation, God is going to put his words into my mouth. Not just when you preach. Some of you may be given the opportunity to preach. Others of you won't. It all depends on the circumstances you're going into. Uh, but even one-to-one, even in conversation, God will give you the words to speak. And you can find that God is speaking through you in a way that is going to have a deep impact on the one to whom you're speaking. You, you might not have any idea as to what that impact is, but you just sense you know, why am I talking about this? And you realize this is the Holy Spirit just prompting you to say certain things because he understands what is going on in the other person. And he can speak through you and use you as his mouthpiece, use you as his instrument to that other person. This, this is a work of the Spirit It bypasses the mind. Now I want you to understand this. This is very important. Because you see, we can look at a situation with our minds. And we can determine or imagine or think what I need to say or what this person needs or what he or she needs to hear. And then... What you're actually sharing is your assessment of the situation, your opinion, your answer. And that's not necessarily at all what the Holy Spirit knows the answer to be. He can speak through you and and you realize, wait a minute, there's something happening here that is coming from my spirit. It's not coming from my mind. Of course God is using your mind because you have to... Your mind is always engaged in whatever you're doing. But you know that the source of what is happening is the spirit within you. It's, it's not you, it's him. And that's why sometimes, you know, we feel prompted to, to do something and we, we, we don't even know why we feel prompted to do it. You know, very simple, um, common experience that we have is you feel prompted to go to a particular person and speak to them you don't know what to say you don't know why you should go no why should you go and speak to that person and not to all the other people that are there and you realize well this is this is the leading of the Holy Spirit it's not not necessarily the voice of God saying go and speak to that person but you just feel that sense that prompting within you go and see that person you see, now that lady I talked that went and sat on that, that particular chair. God spoke to her very positively and directly about that. But you know, there are so many of these promptings of the Holy Spirit, and He doesn't shout at us. He doesn't scream at us. He's that still small voice within, and we can easily miss Him. We can easily suppress that voice with our minds and say, no, no, that makes no sense. Why should I do that? No, no, no. Or we can listen to our emotions and our fears and say, oh, I can't do that. I don't know what I'd say. I I don't think it's my place to do that. You see, it's your place to do whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to do. It's your place to do what he prompts you to do. And this this is the whole reason for having these placements at the end of your, your college year. Because now you can go and put all that you've been learning, all this stuff that God has been impacting you with over these months, you can go and put it into practice. Now there's going to be the outlet. You have a certain outlet when you go out on mission, but this is different because when you go out on mission, you don't have relationship, you don't build relationship with the people that you meet and encounter. But when you go on placement, then you have to minister out of relationship. Relationships begin to form and people, that you're going to see the same people very often, day after day, for however long you're going, two, three or four weeks. So it's a different situation from when you go out on mission. But it's within those relationships that your life can count. It's it's a bit difficult to put all these things into words. Uh, But when you do this, you've got to be natural. You know, you you don't go into thinking, now I've got to be spiritual. I've got to do something spiritual in this situation. Because God will use you spiritually if you're normal. I mean, you go into a situation like one of these spiritual freaks and you're going to put everybody off. You know the kind of people that I mean, the super spirits. You're not, you're, you're not going to be like that. You see, this this is the wonderful thing about God. I mean, I'm just an ordinary guy, right? I would say that, you know, when I was growing up at school and college and all the rest of it, I was Mr. Average. Just ordinary guy. But God has done extraordinary things. But not because I'm an extraordinary person, but because I'm an ordinary guy in whom he has put his spirit. An ordinary guy who has cooperated with God so that what he's put in by the spirit can actually flow out. But I haven't done anything except trust him and obey the leading of his spirit. And that's all we have to do it isn't that we become supercharged superheroes super spiritual people no no you're just you because you see people can relate to you uh-huh but out of you can flow riches out of you can flow Jesus, and Jesus will impact. And so there's going to be lots of these nice little spiritual things. I just told you about a couple of events over the uh, over the uh, weekend. I'm sure there are lots of other people that were getting impacted. Probably much greater miracles than these happened. But it doesn't matter how we assess. What uh, what, what takes place? What matters is that we are being obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit so that that sovereign will of God can be fulfilled. So all you have to remember as you go out for your placement is that this is part of God's sovereign will for your life. It's not just part of the course. The fact that you're here at Raffi is God's sovereign will for your life. Just like those of you that are coming for the open day, it's God's sovereign will that you should come here. I'm just telling you that so that you don't have to sit there wondering whether you should come or not. So, uh, then, having got you here, God has been sovereignly working his will out in your life. And you know how much transformation God has brought about in your life, how your relationship with Jesus has been enriched, how much freer you are in the things of the Spirit, how your faith has been enlarged, how this love for others has been growing in your life. All this, you see, God knew would happen when he first got you to come to the college. So he's just been watching all this develop and and grow and develop. And of course, he's been leading you towards this point where right now you are going to prove your God by the ways in which He will flow out of your life. And let me say that placement is not a competition. You don't come back to compare notes at the end as to you know who's, who led most people to the Lord, who saw the best healings and all that kind of stuff. No, no, no. It's always a question of being faithful to God in the situation in which he's placed you. Others will be in a different situation from the situation you're in, different circumstances, different people. And... God requiring of them different things. All that matters is that you fulfill what the Lord is asking of you in the place where you go. That you go with this servant heart. You go with this willingness to be used of God. You go with this desire to be obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Even as is inevitably the case that he will ask you to do things you've never done before. And this is where you will step out with the boldness of faith. So there's one golden rule about placement. When you're asked to do something, never say, no, I can't. If you're asked to do something by the pastor, you're under his authority, so you do it. I mean, if you, if you were asked to preach uh, or to lead a meeting or to go and speak at a group or whatever it may be, you can't say, oh, no, no, I can't. Yes, you can because you've just been asked to. <laughs> you see, you've just been asked to and that's part of God's sovereign will for you. And sometimes it may be, you know, there's this person in hospital. He's dying. But would you come with me and pray for him that he will live? Say, yes, certainly. Because this is part of the sovereign will of God. You think, oh, this is going to be a good one. I mean, God's put me in this situation. I'm going to see a great miracle happen here. Hello? Am I at the right meeting here this morning? You see, you are being asked to do something... So God is going to empower you to do it. And you know when you go into a hospital to pray for someone, you don't look at the person lying in the bed because faith will drain away from you. You keep your eyes on Jesus. It's not what the person looks like, it's what Jesus looks like and what Jesus is able to do to transform what the person looks like. Amen? So this is exciting, isn't it? Because you're all going to grow. Or oh, let me put it this way. The kingdom within you is going to grow in the next four weeks. That life of the kingdom, that seed that God planted in you, he's been watering it with the Holy Spirit all through this college year. And that kingdom life has been growing within you. It's going to grow even more in the next three or four weeks. And you're going to see some fruit, some kingdom fruit. One of the things that God has impressed upon me over the years is simply this. He says, Colin, I never ask you to do more than I ask of you. And I never want you to do less than I ask of you. All you have to do is what I ask of you. So you're not going out to try to, bless, to, to, try to, to um, impress God. You're not saying, Jesus, you just watch my smoke these next few weeks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blaze a trail through this church that I'm going to. They're going to know I've been there. No, 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 no. We don't go with that kind of attitude. We go with a servant. See, Jesus came as the humble servant. He said that his heart was gentle and humble. So we go with humility, we go ready to be used, we go ready to serve, we go ready to do whatever we're asked to do, even if it's to paint the church hall wall. You say, well, how's that going to produce fruit? Well, it all depends what attitude you do it with. Because it might be that others are also painting the church hall wall And your attitude to what you're doing is going to influence them. And your conversation with them is going to influence them. So you see, in whatever God asks of you, something of his sovereign will can be outworked. Something of his kingdom can be evidenced. So you're not going to try to impress God. You're not trying to impress the people. You're just saying, Lord, thank you that your kingdom is within me. And thank you that the life of your kingdom is going to flow out of me. Rivers of living water. And you're going to come back knowing that you accomplished by the grace of God you accomplished what he sent you there to do and this is the last thing I'm going to say this morning you see I've just spent a weekend in Nice I've been away a lot these last few few um, weeks in different countries but you see every time I go to a place I'm going not just in my apostolic ministry, but I'm going with the commission of God. I'm going as an ambassador for the kingdom of God. And this is how you need to see <coughs> these next few weeks. God is sending you as his ambassador. You're not an ambassador of your natural country of Britain, of France, Belgium, or wherever else, you are an ambassador of the kingdom of God. And you are going with his commission, therefore with his authority, and God wants you to come back here at the end of these next few weeks saying, thank you, Lord, by your mercy and grace you enabled me to fulfil that commission, and often, you know, when I've been uh, away, just for a weekend ministry like this, you know, God says to me, "You have fulfilled the commission that I gave you," and that's all I need to hear. I, I, I you know, it's not it's not for me to assess uh, how much God has done, or this, that, or the other. You know, people often say to me, then. I, I, are you satisfied with the meetings? Uh, uh, you know, have, uh, what, what did you think of the meetings? People are always asking me questions like that. And I say, I never assess meetings. All that matters to me is that I have done what God has led me to do. I can't do any more, and I never want to do any less than that. But if I've done what he has asked me to do, The outcome is in his hands it's not for me to judge the outcome it's not for me to assess the outcome I just have to know that I have been faithful to what he's asked of me that I've given myself wholeheartedly to the ministry to which he's called me the rest is in his hands and of course so much happens that you're never aware of yourself that it would be impossible for you to be able to assess what God has done. Because he can be using you in all kinds of ways that you would never know. And I've told you, you know, often people come to me and say, oh, my life was completely transformed. I mean, it happened this weekend. You know, um, people were saying, oh, you know, many years ago I read this book or I've been to this meeting or that conference and my life was changed, my life was transformed. And... Praise God. I mean, I knew nothing about it because it was nothing to do with me. I didn't change their life. I didn't transform their life. Jesus did. God did. The Holy Spirit did. I didn't. All I was doing in that situation was seeking to be faithful to what God was leading me to do. Whatever happened was him. It wasn't me. And it's the same with you. If you are faithful in doing what God asks you to do, the outcome is in his hands. You don't have to try to assess or judge what God has done or how successful or or whatever or whatever. You just need to come back here three or four weeks' time knowing that to the best of your ability you have trusted God you have obeyed what he has asked you to do. You haven't tried to do more than he's asked. And you haven't opted out. And done less than he asks. But you've just been faithful. Because he loves faithfulness. Amen. Amen. And just remember those two words always go together in scripture. Love. Love and faithfulness. So let's all stand and come into the middle here. And of course, what, what I've been saying is not only true for the students who go out, it's the same for every member of the team every day. Every day you're serving, all, all these principles are to be operating in your life. That's why you're on the team. These principles aren't operating in your life, then you shouldn't be on the team. So uh, we would expect every member of the team, all these principles operating. We're here to serve. We're here to do what God asks of us. We're not trying to impress anybody. We're not trying to do more than God asks of us. We're not certainly going to do less than he asks of us, but to be faithful in fulfilling all that he asks of us. So let's praise him now for this precious gift of the kingdom. That the kingdom of God is within you. Kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. Hallelujah! 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 Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. The kingdom of God is within you. Praise him, praise him. Tell him that you want the kingdom to be like that yeast working through the whole lump of your life. Yes, yes. We also want to work through the whole lump of the church, but just make it personal for this moment. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord, that the life of the kingdom is going to impact every area of my life. So that I think kingdom. So that my emotions are subject to to your kingdom life. The righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because that's the kingdom. Paul says that the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So thank you, Lord, for the emotions of the kingdom. Not just my human emotion, not just my natural emotion. But thank you for the righteousness. Thank you for the peace. Thank you for the joy. Of the Holy Spirit, which is evidence of the kingdom in my life. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now the scripture says that he has prepared good things for you to walk in. So thank him that he has prepared good things for these coming weeks of placement. Come on, he's prepared good things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He hasn't prepared bad things. He's prepared good things for you. And thank him that you're going to see the fulfillment of all those good things. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Por la pasandaria, leto pa pa para sandaria, leto pa pa calacita. sandaria, leto pa pa calacita this sandria. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Por la leto pa sandaria, leto. Oh, hallelujah! 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Now just pray that you will be a blessing. You'll be a blessing to the pastors, the leaders. Hallelujah. You'll be a blessing to the people you stay with. That's such an important part of placement. Because people will see what you're really like. Those you, you live with, they'll see what you really like. They'll see, they'll see how much kingdom is within you. How much of Jesus is really operating in your life. Those of you that are going out as teams, the love for one another, the relationships you have with one another, are a vital part of your witness. It's not a good witness if there's tensions and disagreements or people not being submissive to the leader of the team. That would not be good, would it? We will not have anything like that happening, will we? No, no, no. We go out in love. We go out in unity. Hallelujah. Jesus sent people out two by two, didn't he? most of you are going out either two by two or three or four so there's going to be love unity you're going to encourage one another pray together bless one another yes stand together in whatever situations hallelujah some of you you know the the pairs I, I've as, as I've been interviewing students, I've said, oh, where are you going? And who are you going with? And I think that's a, quite a strange pairing, but those are the ones that usually work. Uh-huh, because you will complement each other. So, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, that we are witnesses of your love. So we don't want to be self-conscious about this, but we want people to be able to see your love just by the, by the way we are, naturally. That you will give us a love for the people to whom we go in your name. Hallelujah. Now, God is going to do that. He's going to give you a heart for the people. Now, let me just give you a warning. That does not mean God is calling you to go back to that place Permanently right? I go to one place after another. Every place I go to God gives me a heart for the people, for the place but that doesn't mean I uproot and, and go and live in that place. You see wherever you are God will give you a heart for the people. He'll give you a heart for the situation. That's not necessarily the call of God to go back there. Every so often student does go back but that's because the leadership here have said yes that's right not because you have made a decision these are all churches that relate to us so we have a certain say so here And, and you know it's so easy you see to get carried along by emotion instead of really knowing the will of God so don't Imagine that, oh, this is is the place I'm going to go to. Because, you know, you're not sure what to do at the end of the year. So you think, oh, yes, yes. I can come back here. I'll be welcome here. You see, wherever God sends you, he will give you a heart for the people and for the place. Amen? Oh, so we praise you, Lord. We bless you. That you will give us a heart of love for those with whom we stay, for those in the leadership, for the people, for others that we will meet, the unsaved people that we'll be witnessing to. Lord, you'll give us your heart for them, your compassion, your mercy. Hallelujah. We praise you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord.